Friends, Romans, Outlaws, Kung Fu Masters, Countrymen, lend us your ears. It's Have You Seen. Welcome everybody to Have You Seen, where we are stretching from the far east to the far west this week as we cover Dragon Blade and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, two very different films. Uh, joining me on this uh, epic journey, as always, is uh, Tom Webb. Hello. Uh, and I should probably introduce myself. I'm Kieran Lefort. Uh, still and again, I suppose. Um, it is disgustingly hot here in uh, August of 2020 in the southeast of England. Um mm-hmm. You are. You should consider yourselves very lucky. I've put a shirt on because <laughs> yeah. I haven't been wearing one all day. Yeah, I'm. I'm, um, I'm naked from the waist down. So you know, standard. Uh, and if you can hear my fan, tough. It's too <laughs> hot to not have it on. <laughs> so there's just someone in the background going, "Yay, Kieran!" <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, well, the other option is having the windows open with trains going past oh, every right. three minutes. So uh, yeah. the fan is the lesser of two evils, I think. Well, see, at the moment, all, all, so I, I live under the, a flight path to an airport, and all, oh. all the planes are going in the opposite direction. So there's no no plane noise at the moment. It hasn't been for the last two or three days. I guess just right. wind, wind direction. Um, mm. So it's really still. So if I had my windows open, like creepily like, still, yeah, like the entire street would hear this podcast because it's just, the, it's the sound <laughs> just carries so much. I'm pretty sure my neighbours can hear me when when we record. Yeah, no doubt. I have to listen to their terrible dance music. Um, you know, most days. <laughs> Getting a free I would show. really like it if my neighbour decided to like a second song because he seems to like one track that's 40 minutes of thumping boring repetitive edm and that gets played at least three or four times a week perhaps you should put um you know you know our friend graham perhaps you should put a flyer for his radio show like under the door (laughs) that'd be right up his street yeah exactly just try and get him you know get him listening to something a bit a bit different there we go or at least something that supports one of our friends. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, pick a direction, east or west. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, one of these films is far more sensible than the other. <laughs> that, that is very <laughs> what true. You, what, what kind of mood are you in at the moment? Um, hmm. I mean, I have my Butcher and Sundance notes open in front of me, but I do kind of feel like maybe we should try Dragon Blade first. All right. If that Let's suits you, Dragon Blade first. Yeah, okay. absolutely fine. Right. I, I, I have uh, no opinion one way or the other. Okay. Um, as I mentioned last week, I did not pitch this to Tom because I thought it was a particularly good film, but I also don't dislike it, uh, and I find it something. I find something slightly charming in its crapness. Um. As I said last week, it's 50 BC. We're in the middle of the Chinese desert and Jackie Chan plays Kuan, a commander of the Silk Road Protection Squad, so Silk Road Police. Uh, and he and his team are accused of smuggling gold and as punishment are sent to rebuild the massive stone wild geese gate. While they're doing this, a Roman legion and a blind kid pull up. Uh, pull up like they're in cars or something. <laughs> well, that wouldn't have surprised me in this film. No, um, they are on horses though, which I yes. didn't think the Romans necessarily rode horses. Like as, um, as as units, and and I looked it up. Apparently, they did know. have some cavalry, but they were very very rare, and they pretty much went everywhere on foot. Oh well, there we go. And the cavalry only rode ponies. Right. Don't know why. Nope. And I've got no comeback for that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, all these people, all these Romans, are led by John Cusack, 
um, the most Roman of Romans. Um, they are on the run from the evil Tiberius, uh, played by the equally Roman Adrian Brody, uh, who has dual intentions, uh, kill the blind kid and take over the Silk Road. I think I said I saw this on a plane about five years ago, either on the way to or from China. Mm -hmm. Um, And that version is much longer. There's 25 minutes cut out of uh, the the Chinese version to make this international version that we watched on uh, Prime Video. Okay. Um, And I think, despite what Tom might think of this film, having seen both, I think this is actually the better version. Yeah, I'd agree with Um, that. There are some parts that now make slightly less sense that we might cover if we remember. Okay. If I remember. Um, But overall, it's a tighter film. And according to some German website I found, there are 119 differences between the two versions. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, okay. So what did you make of this absolute hodgepodge of a movie? (laughs) I would say overall, it's pretty awful. Okay. Um, I th- I think this is one of those films where all opinions are valid. Yeah. No. I I just I. Okay. Overall, I didn't I didn't really. It's weird. I didn't really. I didn't really engage with it. I didn't think it was mm. particularly good. I didn't think it was particularly. I don't know. It it just didn't. There are some good things about it. Yeah. But it's. I don't know. It, I found it really cheesy. Um, oh, absolutely! In, in its style and in, and and its and in the sort of when intentioned but ham-fisted messaging on certain subjects. Um, I particularly love John Cusack's um, Chinese tourist board speech that yes. he gives. <laughs> I just like it's like that, and, and the, when he's telling Jackie to raise the the the, fl- the flag, which is essentially their. Their unity quilt, their Parks yeah. and Rec unity quilt, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh man! But yeah, so it's it's really cheesy. Um, I thought that uh, you mentioned last week that you thought Jackie's acting was was actually pretty good, and I have to say there are mm. moments in it where I would one hundred percent agree with that. That they actually. Mm. Looking at it in terms of performance, I think he gives the best performances as an actor. I think he does too. Yes, I think Cusack and Brody are just hamming it up for the fun of it, or Brody phoning it is, in. Brody devours the scenery, and yeah. as the scenery is mostly sand, he is a man <laughs> with mouthfuls of sand for most yeah. of this film. Yeah, and, yeah, and Cusack just—I don't know—I think he's just like I'm in a film with Jackie Chan. I think you know? I have a feeling he took the paycheck. Yeah. And one, then one for the condo, didn't realise what it'd be like being directed by a man speaking Mandarin at him, yeah. possibly having it translated by Jackie Chan. Yes. Who, as we know, isn't A1 when it comes to spoken English. <laughs> no. So, you know, uh, it, it's one of the few films I've ever watched where I've thought, you know what, I wish these characters had less motivation. <laughs> because i i actually found myself thinking okay this is an interesting story like it's an interesting concept mm. that you know romans on the silk road and like that, that, that those two meetings of those great empires you know like mm. china and the oh, Han i was going to research if it actually happened or not wasn't i yeah and i think and there must be some element of truth in there seed in there somewhere i think you know a bit like Butch Cassidy that we'll get onto later. It's, mm. you know, it's, but I found, what I found irritating was the whole 
storyline with the kid and i mostly found the kid irritating yeah but and then just like the 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 whole concept of all of that it was kind of like you know i don't actually need that if mm. it had simply been lucius turns up tries to attack jackie I'll, actually, I'll stick to the I'll stick to the non-character names. If Kusak had turned up and attacked Jackie, <laughs> Sandstorm comes. They get together. They build. They have their joyous fifteen days, which I think's you know overestimating it a bit. I there is no way no. they rebuilt that massive stone there's city no, thing no, in fifteen days. There's no way even they could have built that crane. In 15 yeah, days. Even if they are what they, they charitably call gravel, which I would call massive <laughs> fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, so let's say that happens and then Tiberius just shows up and he's pissed off that. that um, so if Brody just shows up and he's just pissed off that, that, that Kusak has made friends with people as opposed to just. and, and helped fortify themselves. Yeah, instead that's, of bulldozing yeah, them. Yeah. That's all that's all you need. You don't need all this mm. like brothers and poisons and Shakespearean style well drama. I like you just don't need that. Like there's enough mm. plots there for this because it's an epic scale. You need yeah. it to be broader strokes in terms of the story to make room it for is, the it is at at turns both too simplistic and too complicated. Yes, exactly. And it, but, I think. and it's too it's too complicated for the scale of it. Yeah. Like I like I think if they like you know, I, I you pull all that story out which you don't mm. need and you could you could make a really great kind of like 50s epic. The first undisputed contact between Romans and the Chinese was in AD 161. Oh, sorry. Rise. <laughs> That's how shocked You're I was. Right. I was dropping stuff on my desk. Yeah. Tom's broken something in his, in the, in his uh, podcast bunker. Um, uh, an embassy from Roman Emperor Antonius Pius or his successor Marcus Aurelius reached the Chinese Juan of Han at... Uh, God, I used to work for the Chinese and I still can't pronounce it. Um, yeah, anyway, some Romans turned up in China in AD 161. Right, okay. Uh, so 211 years after this film is set. Right, I see. Or 213 years if you're watching the Chinese version because the dates are different <laughs> for no apparent reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just um, – hang on, I need to find my notes on this. But, yeah, I, I it, it, for me it was just like – it's like, oh, cool! You get to see these these three actors together, which is just mm. odd. I mean, and John Cusack a, and Jackie Chan having a sword fight is odd. Well, yeah, but but actually pretty good. Uh, yes, even though most of it does not appear to be John Cusack. No, apparently Jackie wasn't exactly. Um, no, he was not not uh, um, infused by Cusack. No, no. Uh, his abilities. Um, but I then wrote later on. I did not have Adrian Brody down as being a better swordsman than John Cusack because that fight is better, I think, and that yeah. is mostly Adrian Brody. Wow. Okay. Maybe maybe he's just got a bit more of the dancer in him. Some whereas, people get choreography more than others. Yeah. Which I mean, Cusack, he's a big martial artist, like legit martial artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Benny, isn't he? So. Yeah, I, I think Benny uh, Benny Akides got cut out of this film. I do believe. Right, uh, that makes sense. Or out of I, this version. Yeah, because I saw a bit of trivia that said, "Oh, it's second yeah. film to feature Kusak yeah. and Benny Akides." I was like, "Is it?" 
because I don't remember him. And I thought maybe he's just like Centurion Four, and yeah. I didn't notice or something. Well, I didn't see many Brazilian centurions. No, me um, either. All the, all the Romans were American, except when they were English. <laughs> yes, and Adrian Brody seemed to be both at once. Yes, <laughs> he couldn't sense. decide. No. <laughs> yeah, I was um, just like, what the hell accent is he, is he, is he no, doing? Whatever he, like, felt like, yeah. whatever he felt like. Whatever he felt like. I think he thought he was playing English, but couldn't quite do it. Yeah, it's very odd. Very, very odd. Um, I do like... Um, uh, Jackie's sword on a rope gimmick thing. Yes, yeah, that was cool. They sort of elasticated. Cool things with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, was that. I definitely felt... to Tom for that. <laughs> you know, the, um, um, I think it's one of those things. Like you said, there were moments of that traditional Jackie Chan flair, and I definitely think yes. that those swords were one of them. And then mm. there's, there's a few other bits that they're, they're dealing with the shields, and particularly in the fight yeah. sequences between him and the female Hun. At the beginning, him and Kuzak yes. and him and Brody, there are there are those yes. those moments. There's also a fight where he's trying to stop various ethnic groups under his control yes. fighting, and mm. he's trying to fight them without fighting them, which yes. is pretty good. So yeah. it's all pushes and shoves and blocks and no striking. Yeah, and, and pushing. Like, and occasionally apart. he'll throw one to like you know get him out of the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's fighting without fighting, but not in the Steven Seagal sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the martial art of getting out of the way. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like that ethos works through to the final fight sequences where where Jackie's kind of like pinning down some of Brody's centurions, making it clear that he has won that interaction, and then letting yes. them go, and then all Rather of all of Cusack's sol- soldiers start. Okay, yeah. we'll do that as well, and it and it yeah, sort of yeah. changes their mindset. Yeah, I actually think. It gets better as it goes on. This film, like yeah. I think, the beginning, like the first twenty minutes or so, until Cusack shows up, I think it's quite ropey. Yes, and then it might just have been the way it's been recut. Yeah, but to be international to be release, fair, but I think it gets better as it goes on. I mean, I'm grading on a curve here. Obviously, you definitely are because even when Cusack <laughs> turns up, it's it's mm. you know it's pretty ropey. Um, Cusack does have my favourite line in this is from John Cusack. <laughs> Right. Which is, we need food and water for my men, medicine for a child, and I need a place to think. <laughs> yeah, there's some really bad dialogue in this. Mm. Like, really. Bad. <laughs> when Jackie offers it, was it a traditional Chinese liquor? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's strong. And he takes his big gulp and goes, yes, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was just like, is this intentional humor? Is it just yeah. bad or I don't know? I couldn't tell. No, no, I me either. Tell. There yeah. are parts where they forget how much English Jackie, or Latin, I suppose, Jackie Chan's character is supposed to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's times when it's, the conversations are really simplistic mm. and then Cusack's character will just go off on this long monologue and Jackie will go, yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, towards the end of the film, Chan gets his big monologue in English. Yeah. Which is way more complicated than his character has been speaking for the previous 90 minutes. Yeah, I think it's mostly because that's an almost identical speech to the one that John Cusack gives him in the scene prior to that. Uh, maybe just memorising. <laughs> yeah, he's just remembering it and reading it off. Yeah. Uh, I, have one night, one, I have one note here that just says, eyeliner, architecture, dodgy <laughs> facial hair, and two musical numbers back to back. My, that should tell you what kind of movie we're dealing yeah, with here. My, my my comment about the eyeliner was Jackie Sparrow, because because, 
<laughs> it wasn't even his I was talking about. It's no, Cusack's. No, I know. No. Oh, yeah, Cusack's like is bad. The, uh, yeah, Jackie's is pretty pretty full on in some scenes as well. He was, and he, he was more he was more the dodgy facial hair in that equation. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what did... I mean, can I can I pick out anything else? <laughs> I wrote. I like. Uh, I like Moon's eye makeup. John Cusack's not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a bit where a guy gets he gets shot through the back of the neck with an arrow at point blank oh, range. Yeah. So the guy there's. Um, so this character Moon is the female Hun that Tom mm. was talking about earlier, yeah. and. Um, uh, I was hoping she, she'd get injured so that someone could just say, Are you okay, hun? <laughs> um, uh, I've lost my train of thought. In the longer cut, she, there's a bit... Okay, so this movie's all over the place. Jackie rides off to go and uh, basically collect his wife and children and bring them into danger, I guess. Yeah, yes. That or has seems he got really word that they're, being, that they're going to be attacked and he just happens to arrive at the moment where they are attacked? No, I, well, I don't know. He, I, As far as I remember, there's, there's like all shit starting to break loose at the Wild Geese City or whatever it's called. Yeah, that'll um, do. Yeah, Wild Geese Gate or something, isn't it? It just made me yeah, think yeah, of the Wild Roger Geese Moore Gate. movie. Um, yeah. Which we may have covered in season one. Um, no. Did we not? No. Hmm, okay. Um, Put it on the list for season three. <laughs> and uh, and he's just like, oh, wait, I, um, I'm going to go. And I know, I know I've got a mate who's got an army. I, I'm off. And he just rides off. Yeah. And then he's suddenly at his wife or whatever she is, girlfriend's place with the school. And then, yeah, then it's, all hell breaks loose. It's his wife. Like, She's a school teacher. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, well, hang on a minute. Was he just just gonna go and see his wife? And like, was yeah. was he intending to go and? Fight? I just didn't understand that. So I, I remind you that this you know, is better than the Chinese cut. <laughs> yeah. But the Chinese yeah. cut may have more context for. It, yeah, exactly. One thing about good you know, about that, that stuff. Scene missing. Yeah, was was um, a lot of that fight sequences, uh, bows and arrows, and yes, arrows for me, I think they're one of those things that they're difficult to make look good practically. Mm. And they generally look awful or CGI as well. Mm. Um, whereas these looked great. Like some of the stuff yes. they were doing was really good. And I, I assume it was practical, like low speed and foam and, and that kind of stuff. But quite possibly. You know, yeah. they, they still yeah. they they look really good, those bits. So Jackie turns up at his wife's school just in time to save her from attack, and so does Moon, this uh Hun woman. And uh uh she uh, Jackie's wife's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Moon. I'm his wife. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. a whole lot that's been cut out where basically she's following him around, hmm. um, basically stating, be stating because he beat her in battle at the beginning of the film, Yeah, that means they are now betrothed. Yeah, I kind of got that because there's a really weird thing. Like he beats her, takes her scarf, and then he rocks up, gives you her the scarf back, and then she's naked. Right. I've got well, a note about of. that as well that says... Uh, did the I just want to give your veil back scene actually happen or is it in Jackie's head? If it's in his head, he has a very chaste head because she drops her robe right in front of him. Yeah. No, and that he's like, does happen, oh, here's your scarf. Bye. And then they're laughing but at him. But it's shot like a dream sequence. It, it's yeah, shot all it floaty is. and ethereal. Yeah. Completely differently to the rest of the film. Yeah. It's a, it's um, a weird. But anyway, the arrow thing I was talking about, yeah. one of uh, Moon's soldiers. 
mm. gets a guy from behind with his bow over the guy's neck with the, oh, with the yes, wooden yes, bit yes. facing forward, yeah. And he loads a, he pulls the string back, loads an arrow in it, and lets it go as a second guy runs into frame, mm. and it goes through the first one into the second one, yeah. and that made me scream out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. there's another one. Oh, God. All I wrote was there's a bow and arrow trick in the final battle that made me gasp out loud, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> There, there is some. Suffice to say, there's some good bow and arrow work in yeah, this. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just trying to think. There's the bit with um, where they make a appear to make a tank out of all of the Roman shields yes. at the end, which I just it just made me think of um, Last of the Summer Wine, like Compo going down a hill in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bit in the scene I like in that scene I like where they're fighting off all of. Um, Tiberius's Romans. It's, it's Jackie. So uh, um, Centurion Cusack has died. Mm, yeah, um, he's been kidnapped, tortured, uh, had his eyes pulled out. Um, uh, the barn he is uh, tied up in has been crucified in is on fire, right. and he basically begs Jackie to kill him. Yeah, um, which Jackie does with a sizable crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and. But before that, he has basically been made honorary centurion, is, mm. and you know, all all of the Roman legionnaires are now under under yeah, Jackie's Jackie. command. Yeah. Um. And so they're fighting them off with all the shields, and there's uh they're fighting down steps, uh, and they see these these big rocks, and Jackie yells, "Get the stones!" And the, in the back of that shot, there is one one Roman soldier who runs over grabs this stone that's supposed to be massive and heavy and remembers a second after he lifts it that it's supposed to be heavy. <laughs> Amazing. I missed that. Um, both Cusack and Brody somehow get scars with no preceding cut. Right. So they're both sliced on the face. Yeah. There is no blood. And then in the next scene, they have scars. That must be cut out, right? I don't know. That I mean, there's editing. enough blood and violence in this film there already. Is, yeah. I know, yeah. like... Um, my wife Nick was just kind of sort of pottering about doing other stuff while I was watching this, and every now and then she'd come in. And after a while, when Cusack was doing his big kind of death sceney stuff, she just turned to me. She said, "Did Nick Cage turn this down?" It's <laughs> <laughs> entirely possible. Oh God, can you imagine <laughs> no. that? Uh, I I always kind of want to watch that more. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, and finally, I think uh, there's. So the Hun have these trained eagles that you see in the first, uh, yeah. the opening battle. They yeah. go for the eyes of the horses mm. and then they go for the eyes of the soldiers. And then a whole load of them turn up in the final battle and start scratching at the eyes of um, Tiberius's Romans. And I wrote in all caps, Birdemic 3. Do you know what? One of my last notes is Birdemic Finale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly that. And I was just like, oh man, this is going to look awful. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's not good, not good at all. So I firmly categorise this as enjoyable nonsense. Yeah, I I, I would categorise. I don't it think as I a, would choose. Go on. I would categorise it as a if you're a Jackie Chan fan, it's a curio to watch. Might be the best. Yeah, might be the yeah. best word. Yeah, it, it's 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 worth a watch just to. Behold the spectacle of 
awful weirdness that it is. Like it's not like I, a, you know of modern Jackie Chan. I will tell you mm. that it's better than Chinese Zodiac. Yeah. Although Chinese Zodiac has a better fight scene in it. Yeah. One hour sixteen minutes on Netflix. Just watch that bit and then switch it off. Um, and uh, it's better than Bleeding Steel, which is an absolute abomination. Right. It's probably. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to work out if it's better than The Foreigner. I Have you seen, seen that? that? I don't know. Okay, so The Foreigner is essentially... It's him um, and Pierce Brosnan, isn't it? It's him and Pierce Brosnan, yeah. But the it's um, a Game of Thrones plot played out in modern-day Northern Ireland mm. between these various Irish gangsters, yeah. while one of the greatest screen fighters of all time hangs around on the periphery trying to blow people up. Right. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so, like... The, the Jackie Chan part did not need to be played by Jackie Chan. Do, do you think that's one of those sort of movies where the, there's like a Chinese cut that is, is it's a Jackie Chan movie? I don't and know. And they're just the periphery and they've like essentially it made... Is, however, it is, however, directed by Martin Campbell. Oh, okay. Director of two of the best Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. And the fighting in that, the Jackie Chan fighting in that is quite, is akin to the more serious side of his old stuff. So think of Crime mm. Story yeah. and the harder edge stuff in Police Story. Yeah. But instead of doing six or seven techniques in one shot, he's doing two or three and right. they cut it a bit faster to get around his, because he's like 60 when he made well, that. Yeah, yeah. And they cut around it to make it a yeah. bit faster. And yeah. when he does cut loose, it's actually not bad. Right. But the story just like, it yeah. just didn't work for me. It was it was a really odd mix of people and roles. I yeah, think. yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say I categorise this as enjoyable bollocks. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I will choose to watch it again, but yeah. I might one day be flicking through Amazon Prime and think, why the hell not? And just press play and do something else while it's in the background. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those movies that I'll be like, is this as bad as I remember? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't it wasn't a chore to watch. No, Does that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, I think we probably got the worst of the titles, right? Of this film, uh, in most places it was called War of Empires. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, That's nice. Czech Republic decided it was Fight for the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. uh, Hungary went with the Eagle and the Dragon, and That's the literal nice. Chinese title is Celestial General Heroic Army. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to uh, Cassie and the Sundance Kid? I nearly yeah. said When Harry Met Sally for some reason, <laughs> and I don't know why. Same sort of movie, surely. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Butch, and, uh, Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid. It's a, a, another classic, 1969, uh, script by William Goldman. Uh, George Roy Hill was the director. It's got Paul Newman and Robert Redford in the leading roles. And it's essentially about the, day, the last kind of days of the Hole in the Wall gang, Butch and Sundance fleeing to Bolivia, uh, and just, you know, what is alleged to have happened to them because nobody really knows. There's several theories and, you know, it's, it's kind of a romanticised uh, version of their, the end of their careers slash lives. Mm. assuming that the movie is correct, which I don't think it is. Um, yeah, so I know it's... It, I mean, you said last time it's, it's a movie you've had on DVD for possibly not far off 20 years and never watched. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and I'm a big William Goldman fan, yeah. but somehow I'd never got around to watching this. It, this is a movie that I enjoy more and more the more I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what did you think about it? Um, I am quite annoyed. Right. I'm really annoyed that I didn't get around to watching this before now. Yeah, I thought you might be. With the exception of two scenes, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought you would. I can probably guess the scenes as well. Uh, the scenes are um, uh, Sundance going to see Etta for the first time. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, where he's just really creepy and hiding in the corner of the, her room yeah. in the dark and makes her strip at gunpoint. Yeah. Which is creepy as hell, yeah. even after you find out their relationship. Yeah, I I think that's supposed to be some sort of role play. It's some sort of silly game they play. Yeah, yeah. but you're right. But it, it's, it's a real like, oh, that's a bit. Yeah. yeah, particularly as this man is supposed to be one of your heroes in this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah. anti-heroes, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I thought that could have been, like, today in particular, that does not hold up well. No, no it doesn't. No. 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 Um, and the other scene I could have done without was the photo montage of Off We Go to New York and then Bolivia. Yes. Do you know why? Because that goes on forever. And why are three fugitives appearing in so many damn photos? Do you know why? It's because... Well, because the sets of Hello, Dolly were next door and it, they, they, they no, broke well, in and no, took well, the set, they, they were supposed to film on those sets yeah. for Hello, Dolly um, and they weren't allowed to. Like there was mm. stuff happened and they weren't allowed. Uh, they were supposed to do actual scenes um, yeah. and they, they, they could bag a few photos um and that was it and so that's why it's yeah. like a, a weird photo montage see i'd add to yeah. that the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence i think yeah yeah it's not necessar- weirdly i forgot about that <laughs> it's not necessarily the scene like i think the scene works okay it kind of mm. makes the relationships a bit more interesting a bit more unusual mm. but it's the song it's just so my my only complaint about this movie is the sound the soundtrack the score mm. what yeah, partly the score and then the songs. That it's like I said to you last week. It's it's weird because it's a period movie, but mm. it feels so much like a sixties movie, which yeah. is not the period that it's set in. Because yeah. of that, um, if you put on it like a, a Sergio Leone spaghetti western style soundtrack, mm. it would it would be it would be right up there for me. I think. They should have taken a page out of the uh, the Westworld TV show book mm. where they have modern songs played on a player piano. Right, nice. Okay. So there's a, like in season one of that, there's an excellent rendition of Black Hole Sun played on a on an old um, oh, player right. piano. Nice. And they do that throughout throughout the series. Yeah, I watched the first, my first one or two episodes as I just couldn't get into it. I, mean, first I love the really movie, good, and then it kind of goes downhill. I've yeah. watched all of it now. Right. Yeah, I loved the mm. movie, but yeah, I coun't get into the series. Mm. No, I thought you'd like oh, it. Oh, no. I'll tell you what I really didn't like about the raindrops keep falling on my head scene mm. is once um, uh, Butch starts doing stunts on the bike, it suddenly turns into wacky circus music. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's and the that, for me, is... is far worse than raindrops. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's all a bit crazy. But, you know, taking that aside, I love, I love the cinematography in the opening sequences, yep. the sepia bits where uh, i love i love the cinematography throughout the whole thing yeah so it's like it's wide and scope yeah. and like when they're running through the hills all the mountains look amazing mm, yeah. when they're in the towns they look like these amazing old western towns yeah no, the stuff I, on the trains is really good it looks great like even now it's yeah. 51 years old yes yeah 
Yeah, I know plenty of people. Yeah. I'm 41 and I don't look as good as this film does at 51. <laughs> There's, I was trying to work it out, actually. We're not, it's, it's, we're getting close to the point where this film is further back in time from us now than it was from the time period it was depicting. Yeah, yeah. Because it's of, early, like, yeah, early it's 1900s. Only another 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah, it? not yeah. even that. It's, it's less than 10, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it looks absolutely stunning. And you've got mm. that just sizzlingly good script. Uh, yeah. It's just, there are a couple of, in terms of while we're on the cinematography, there are a couple of shots, not even seen shots, mm. that look like they were shot by the second unit on 16 mil for some reason. They might be punched that in. don't quite fit. They might be punched um, in on the print. They might be, yeah. Um, because yeah. I say that because the final shot, that iconic final shot. Yes. When they that's come a out. That's punching and then um, they do a they massive, do what today would be a digital zoom. Exactly, out. yeah. yeah. And, and, and you're sitting there thinking, well, they can't have punched in that much. And it just keeps going and going and yeah. going. It, you know, it almost goes from a close-up to like an extreme establishing yeah. wide shot. It's um, probably in the trivia that I haven't read how that was accomplished, or it's in no. one of the Goldman books where he raves about this uh, yeah. movie for twenty-five chapters. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love the script. I just love the like the who are those guys, and that, yeah. the, the re repetitive of the, the is that, that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it's, it's I, great. one of the things I liked was Butch in particular is a very confident man who's mm. aware of his own skill set, yet is still in awe of others. And that's mm. one of the reasons he's hanging around with Sundance because he can't shoot the way Sundance can. Exactly. Yeah. He, and he he's knows. always amazed when somebody shows off a skill that he doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, and I, I love the fact that he, he like I, what I think is brilliant about the way this film starts is that you have you have that sepia uh, segment in the in the bar where mm. uh, someone accuses Sundance of cheating at poker and. Newman tries to talk him, talk the guy down, mm. but it doesn't happen. So Sundance sh does a bit of gunplay and, and shows mm. off, um, and the guy backs down, and it perfectly sets up their two characters mm. of 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 Butch, the the talker, the the diplomat, the mm. the guy that is he's the con man almost, rather than yeah. an outlaw, and and Sundance who's just they're the brains and the muscle. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, yeah. yeah. But then the the next thing I have is when they get back to the hole in the wall gang, and the the huge guy is like, "I'm taking over now," and Butch just that whole knife oh, fight scene is fantastic. It's amazing. It just and yeah. again, it just sums up their characters so perfectly yeah um you know it's yeah yeah there's a brilliant. lot of good set piece scenes all the mm. bank robbery scenes are really good. yes yeah the particularly the scenes. one the first one they do in bolivia where mm. uh etta who's a school teacher has given them a basic spanish lesson <laughs> yes and butch has got it all down on a piece of paper and he's basically running through his life <laughs> yeah. like telling the telling all these people to put their hands in the air when they've already got their hands up telling them to get against the wall when they're already against the wall yeah. in the end he just gives up and tells sundance you tell them you yeah. do it what i love about yeah, that is because all, all through the time where they're trying to learn the spanish Butch is yeah. just pretending that he because he, he's already claimed he knows some Spanish. Yeah, so he's trying to yeah. make out that he's actually ahead of the game. Sundance mm. is just not interested in it at all because he doesn't do mm. the talking. And then when they get mm. to it, Butch can't remember that. But but Sundance, he obviously has taken it all in. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, I just I I love all of that. I love the the train explosions. 
There is a there is an explosion on the train that I was yeah. convinced had killed two stuntmen. Yes, that is unbelievable Isn't how it? big that explosion is and how yeah. close those two men yeah. were to that car. When, when I said last week, there's some moments that will make you go fucking hell. That was one yep. of them. <laughs> that, that, I rewound that twice. God, I've tried yeah. to like I've tried to go through it frame by frame. It's like do, do they do a match cut to like dummies or? But they don't. Those guys nope. react to it Doesn't. and that those yep. splinters. I just. Jesus I think it's just Christ. pure luck that nobody lost an eye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Maybe they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. This is one of those films where most of my notes are quotes. Yeah, I can imagine that. Because like the dialogue is so good. Oh, yeah. If he just paid me to stop robbing him, what he's paying to stop me robbing him, I'd stop robbing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy where they rob the same guy twice. <laughs> Yeah, on the on the train coming and going. Yeah, and the second time, like he's got a uh, he's got a sling on and a bandage on his head, um, yeah. but and he's determined he's like you know he's going to protect the protect the cash at all at all points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. His stuff is great. And then there's the the bit in the in the finale scene where uh, they're they're working out who's going to make a run out and who's mm. going to cover and and sometimes goes oh, I'll. I'll I'll, I'll have to go. And Butch is like, this is no time for bravery. I'll let you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The delivery on that is yeah. fantastic as yeah. well. Yeah. I uh, mean, uh, and you have got two of the best written charismatic characters played by two of the most charismatic leading men that Hollywood has mm. ever seen. It's just, it's such a winning formula. It was originally supposed to be um, Steve McQueen in the Sundance role. Okay, I can see that. I, but I and it was then called the Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy. Believe of it or course, not, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Redford wasn't very well established at the time. No, like he was very much the lesser known of the two. Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, but well, you know, it obviously it made him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he yeah. named a film festival after it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I I can see I can see why they would have gone with Steve McQueen, but again, mm. he would have it would have been very different. There would have been so much antagonism between him and Bush just because that's yes. how he and Newman were. I mean, mm. like, did we do Towering Inferno on the first yeah, season? We, don't we did it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a point in case. That's probably I think why we did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we yeah. did. Mm. You know, <laughs> there's a Bolivian bank manager who looks like Mel Brooks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, and no, I don't really have an and. Um, uh, the end shootout is really good. Yes, yeah. So what it gives you that a lot of modern action sequences don't is a sense of geography and danger. Mm. Yeah, very much. And so. the heroes getting overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I think what yeah. it does really, really well is it is it, it is it shows that Sundance's one of Sundance's skills is his ability to listen. And hear mm. where his where he, the other people are, so yes. like he will just spin around and shoot someone, and it's because not because he knows they're there, it's because he's heard, and like he's yeah. he's, he's taking all of that in. I really like I really like that. Um, but and there's a tiny detail in it mm. that things only start to go to shit for them when he misses one shot. Yeah, and it's they don't make a big deal out of it. There's just one guy he needs two bullets to take down because the first one misses. Yeah, and then that's where it starts going wrong. Yeah, yeah, the confidence goes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the writing's fantastic. Their mm. chemistry is fantastic. The whole thing is is really great. It feels longer than it is, 
Yeah. But the only two things, apart from yeah, three things now you've mentioned, the only things I get rid of are the scenes we've mentioned. Yeah, 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 I, I, can, I can. And as you it. said, the raindrop scene does add to the, the characters yeah. and the relationship. Yeah, it just it's needs just different music. probably could have been executed better. Yeah, yeah. I do think there's, um, when when uh, they're being chased by Lafour's and uh, mm. Lord Baltimore, it's the, mm. some of the dialogue is so mumbled, I'm just like, it does sound like they're being chased by Geordie Laforge and Lord Voldemort. <laughs> well i uh i initially wrote down so i wrote down their real names when they give them right yeah yeah uh robert parker and uh harry longabar yeah uh and i wrote down terry longbottom because i couldn't hear <laughs> yeah. what redford was saying i yeah i i like i, I love neville yeah i love that that um you know they've been together for so long and then that's the first time they find out each other's real names and 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 you know and the first time they find out that Sundance can't swim yeah and the first time they find out that Butch has never actually shot anybody yeah yeah I love all of that stuff it's just that beautiful sort of evolution of friendship and that, and it always mm. comes out in an in an intense sort of moment or mm. you know yeah yeah like the, like the 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 cliff jump and all that kind of stuff it's just yeah which starts in one state and ends in another <laughs> yeah. Because they the the actors start the jump onto mattresses and then the it's stuntmen stunt doing it back on a I don't know if it's on a soundstage or if it was actually on location. I think it must have but been. But the on platform location. that the platform they were jumping off has got a matte painting over it. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you cannot tell. No, I didn't even notice. Didn't even know. No. Yeah. No, it's 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 great. It's mm. it's all around great. I actually I want to find the screenplay and read it because I think that would make mm. really an interesting study. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure well, it would it's be. A, it's a lesson in how to in how to write this kind of in how to write French in how to write relationships. Yeah, I, but I mean, not just that. It's like how to set up characters. I don't think you ever know something about any of the characters unless another character finds it out or they demonstrate something. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Or through their actions or behaviours. Which yeah. is how it should be, you know. That's how how life. Yeah, is, Sundance doesn't walk in and go, "I'm the best gunfighter in the West." Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. No, the more, like I said, the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it, and the more I love it, and mm. you know. Yeah, I will. I will absolutely be watching this again. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd like it. I thought you'd mm. like it. Anything else to add? No, not really. No. No. Other than it's markedly less ridiculous than Dragon Blade. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's as true as Dragon Blade, that's up for debate. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I read up some little bits. So, for example, um, uh, the Etta. What is her? Sir? Is it Page? Place. Etta Place. Place. Yeah. Uh, which sounds like somewhere in the middle of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Um, her character. Um, her character existed, but didn't have that name. Yeah. And. Um, was originally supposed to be a prostitute. Mm. But then when Goldman saw um, Catherine Ross, who plays her, uh, and having seen photos of prostitutes from the Old West, decided she was far too attractive (laughs) and charismatic to to be an Old West hooker. And so she was sent to a school teacher in the next draft. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. You know, and I, I think there's, you know, you know, people knew that, they committed certain things and they went to Bolivia mm. and that kind of stuff. So that's all kind of fairly. I think where mm. where it's in, obviously it's heavily implied that they die at the end. Um, if they get hit with as many bullets as you hear fired it, yeah. when they run out there, they would have the consistency of beef stew before <laughs> they hit the ground. Exactly. So 
you know, it's implied that like, there, you know, there's a lot of that they might have survived, or one of them might have survived and ends up in San Francisco until like mm. the 30s. Like, because mm. that's what I always find fascinating about this era is it's so much closer to. Yeah, it, yeah, you it's, know. it you know it spills over into you know my grandparents were born in the 30s. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, shall we move on to pitches? Yeah, sure. Okay. Who's going first? Um, I don't mind. It's up to you. All right, I will. All right. Um, for the third week in a row, you yeah. are not getting what I was originally going to pitch you. Excellent. Because I was going to rewatch that film mm-hmm. uh, and decided to... Uh, I was going to watch some more movies the same day. And I watched something that I think is far better than the movie I was actually going okay. to pitch you. All right. Um, Knives Out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard a lot about this. Uh, we've come bringing this bang up today. It was only released in November and yeah. is uh, currently on Prime Video in the UK. A modern yet also retro whodunit. Yes. So this is one of those films where the less I tell you about it, the better. Yep. I, I'm aware so, of it. I know roughly yeah. some of the cast. Uh, I know yeah. who the director is. I know mm-hmm. nothing about the plot. Other okay. than it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it, it, it's kind of got an Agatha Christie vibe. It very much does have an Agatha Christie vibe. Um, so it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who uh, has directed recent Star Wars films. He's also known for Brick and uh, Brothers, Bloom. Brothers Bloom, which sat on the shelf for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, I remember I, doing the I, premiere for it at London Film yep. Festival, and then it just yes, never yes, came indeed. out. I shot that, and then three yeah. years later, I finally saw the film when yep. it got a tiny release. Yeah, It's not that good. No. Um, this is much better. Okay. So... Uh, when renowned and extremely wealthy crime novelist Harlan Thromby is found dead the morning after his 85th birthday party, brilliant private detective Benoit Blanc is hired by an unknown party to investigate. On the surface, it appears to be suicide, but there sure are a lot of people with a motive. Okay. It's very Agatha Christie. Okay. Yes. Uh, and your the cast are... Um, uh, Harlan Thromby is Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Uh, Benoit Blanc is Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, the the housekeeper. She's not the housekeeper. She is. Um, uh, she's Harlan's private nurse, if you like. She's kind of hired yeah. to assist him. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Anna de Armas, who you won't have heard of, but on the basis of this and Daniel Craig absolutely loving her, is now in a new Bond movie. Right. Right. Um, and then uh, the the other major characters are all members of the Thromby family, okay. uh, and. They include Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, and Chris Evans. Okay. Yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've actually written no notes for this. Okay. I, might, I think it's probably for the best if I watch it again um, yeah, sure. and take notes this time because yeah. I just I didn't, I didn't watch it with the intent of writing no. notes or even pitching it. I just watched it because I've wanted to see it since before it came out. Okay. Um, yeah. Essentially, I loved it because it's a tight script packed with packed with details and characters and character details. Yeah. And Daniel Craig and his southern accent are fucking tremendous. Okay. Right. This might be... I've only really seen Daniel Craig in Bond films. Okay. So I've never seen Layer Cake. Right. Uh, I haven't seen Logan Lucky. No. I have, well, I have seen him. I have seen him in something. Our Friends in the North. I can't think what it is. What? Our Friends in the North. Nope. TV series. Yeah, I know what it is, but I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, 
this is probably this is definitely the most fun I've ever seen Daniel Craig mm. have because he always in Bond films he always looks like he's fulfilling yeah. a contractual obligation and he would rather not be there anymore. But yeah. they've just thrown another twenty five million dollars at him, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I thought he was brilliant in this. Yeah, yeah, he's like um, I I feel a bit like um, it's like having to sit through watching uh, what's his face? Um, oh God, what's his name? I don't know. He's, he's one of those. No, he's one of those. He's one of those actors that I find really, really boring, and he's so boring. I can't remember what his name is. He's in Drive. Wow. He's in Drive, and uh, oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, little fella, eyes too close together. Yeah, it's like watching Ryan yeah. Gosling in Drive, where he's just really boring and not doing anything, and then watching Ryan mm. Gosling in the movie he did with uh, Russell Crowe, the 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 good guys. You watch that? Oh, the good guys nice the guys. Nice guys. Yeah. The nice guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you seen that? I kind of want to watch that again. Actually, that was that was a lot of fun. I seem yeah. to recall. Yeah, exactly. The scene like... in the bathroom, yeah. where one of them's trying—I can't remember which way around—one of them's trying to get to interrogate the other, and the door of the stall <laughs> yeah. keeps closing between them. Yeah, just like him, like him having fun and coming alive in that. I feel like it's probably mm. a bit of a similar thing to the Dan- Daniel Craig you're describing. Yeah, you know? um, a sequel has already been greenlit. Right. Okay. And it's there are no details, and supposedly nobody else from this film will appear other than it's just Benoit Blanc on his next case. Nice. Okay, making him into a yeah. Poirot, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was made for forty million dollars, right. which you don't make movies in the, that no. range. Uh, they used these to make, days. No, they used to make a, a lot of comedies. Used to sit in that range. Yeah. Um, this is very much a comedy. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of going funny. back to that kind of model. Um, and so it made for 40 million with all those names in it and worldwide, given that it was only released in November, made 310 million. Wow. So it did all right. Yeah. Just goes to um, show you there are alternatives to superhero movies and indie horror films. <laughs> there are alternatives to superhero movies, even if this uh, film has got James Bond and Captain America <laughs> yeah, in fair it. Enough. <laughs> um so yeah uh, i won't say anything else and no. i don't know if i can say anything else until i've watched it again yeah, yeah that's fair uh but yeah that's fair my pe- pitch is gonna be, out. yeah my pitch is gonna be fairly similar so after okay. we did after we did first blood uh and it was and i remember saying at the time it's like it's a movie that i've i've may even have only watched once or twice but it was not what i expected it to be Hmm. And and you seem to enjoy that. Um, I thought we'd go back and check out another early Sylvester Stallone movie and go for Rocky. Driven. No, oh, Rocky. Sorry, I trampled over you with a I terrible joke. <laughs> Fine. Say the title once again. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch Rocky. Um, Yay! But okay. I again, I didn't watch it in before I pitched it because I think I mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've only seen this once, and okay. I was just like, okay, this again. Plot-wise, a bit more what I expected it to be, mm. but I was very impressed with Stallone. And he also wrote it. Um, this was kind of yeah. like, you know, like we said, with First Bud back when he was on the arc of being in the De Niro Pacino camp as opposed to the Schwarzenegger yes. Lundgren camp, which he ended up in. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't watched this again before pitching it to you. Um, I'll give okay. you the basics. As you know, young up-and-coming boxer gets a chance at a heavyweight title. He trains for it. And and he's overcoming personal struggle at the same. It's a typical yeah. underdog sports movie mm-hmm. story. Um, so yeah, so I thought thought we we take a look at that and see you know 
it's become the template for the underdog sports movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. you walk into, you could walk into any pitch meeting and I mean, you're not, you might not get green lit, but you, if you say to someone, it's a Rocky story, that's yeah. shorthand and people immediately understand it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, again, it's, it's a classic that I think you need to watch, whether you'll like it or mm. want to watch it more than once. I think, I don't know. Uh, I'm not even mm. sure if I'll enjoy watching it for a second time. Um, so that would be interesting to well, see. Well, you know, I was the same with Dragon Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's it's one of those movies that uh, you have to at least see it once. Hmm. You know? Well, a few years ago, um, Amazon had the – it must have been when Creed or Creed 2 was released. Right. Amazon had a Rocky 1-6 to Blu-ray box set for £10. That's crazy. Exactly. So I bought it. And it's one of those ones where the first one is packed with extras, you know, commentaries, behind the scenes stuff, retrospectives. It's probably got the script on there somewhere. The absolute works. The second one is slimmed down a bit. By the time you get to the sixth one, it's like animated menus in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Much like Rambo, I'm aware the quality sort of drops off after this. I've only seen the first one. Okay. And so uh, what was the other one where the quality drops off afterwards that we did the first one of recently? Ooh. Oh, no, no. The second one is Alien and yes, Aliens, aliens yeah. where the quality takes a massive dip. Yeah, for Alien 3. Yeah. I might watch up to 3 so I get to see Hulk Hogan getting his face beaten in. <laughs> Fair enough. His birthday yesterday. How was it? As we record this. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll watch what Rocky, you watch Knives Out. Yeah, okay. I think that's going to be a fun episode next week. And if you have seen Rocky or Knives Out or anything else we've uh, done in season two, then you can send us your reviews uh, at HYS Podcast on Twitter. That's also our Instagram handle. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is have you seen.net and the email address is hyspodcast at gmail.com. And Tom's going to be very proud of me because I don't have my little bit of paper underneath the lens. And I've just done that from memory. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. And now Tom has something he'd like to tell you about. Oh, yeah. So you can rent my feature-length debut documentary, uh, The Easy Bit, on Amazon Prime, uh, Prime Video, uh, uh, and Vimeo On Demand. Um, it's about what it's like for men going through fertility treatment. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, a documentary I spent five years making, uh, sweating over, and it's finally available to watch. So go go away, watch that. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add or should let pe these people have their time back yeah definitely because it's crazy hot it's unbelievably it's hot sweltering I am probably going to go to bed laying on ice packs yeah that sounds like a good idea so that's it join us again next week when it's fist versus knives bye bye bye